All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back to Hi-Fi Summit, day four. Here we are with Simon from OSD. How are you doing today, Simon? Excellent, excellent. Probably better than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good, nonstop. It's, it's, it's been, been nonstop. wide. It's been wide open, but man, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, had a lot of great guests, and just had some really great interaction with our our audience and our attendees. Man, this has been a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. appreciate you being on. Hey, no problem at all. Let me just tell people a little bit about myself. I'm actually the new guy at OSD Audio. I'm celebrating my uh, very first week today. Nice. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> I've been doing some consultancy for them for, for, for a year or so, looking after their international business to some extent. Uh, but you can tell I'm not a spring chicken um, and certainly not new to this industry. So um, as, as a bit of background, not necessarily to try to build some credibility up, amongst the audience, but uh, really just so you know who I am and, and, and what I've done. I actually um, uh, am a features editor for Widescreen Review magazine uh, as well, one of, one of the legacy magazines that's still in print that gets into the technical stuff of home theaters. And I put a, a feature together most months that talks about ultra high-end home theaters uh, all over the world. So I've looked mm -hmm. at systems in India and theaters in China and the UK and kind of dug deep and tried to figure out what, what made them so good. Um, and I started in this business um, selling stereos. Uh, I'm, I'm probably the luckiest guy world, in the world alive because I spent my entire working career selling stereos. Um, I started in the 70s uh, because I fell in love with music in the 60s and couldn't play an instrument. So as close as I could get to music was working in a, in a, in a hi-fi store. Turned out I was good at it. And so my entire life has been spent selling stereos. And I've worked for companies um, all over the world, all in audio. Started with acoustic research uh, back in the 70s. Um, but uh, Chana, you may be interested. Um, I was one of the people responsible for getting RAL, RAL, off the, RAL acoustics off the ground. There you go. Um, yeah. Worked for them for a while when it was Pretty Richard cool. Lord pr mm -hmm. prior to John Hunter and the Sumiko mm -hmm. guys getting involved. I've worked for um, uh, uh, Harman for five years when they were introducing synthesis and uh, uh, and uh, monitor audio for a few years. And recently for, for companies like Speakercraft and Niles, which brought me into the uh, custom installation arena sure. and, and gave me a better perspective of, uh, of all the, uh, the world of outdoor audio. Uh, as well as all the other stuff. So, like did. you said, you've been around this industry for a long, yeah, quite no a long doubt. time. Yeah, yeah, and, and I could talk forever. So let's let's try to get on um, with this presentation. I think I'm going to share my screen. Okay, perfect. Here and see if we can bring up the. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, yeah, that share screen button at the bottom, and then we just have to approve it. Here it is. Boom. There we go. Not your dad's okay. outdoor speakers. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that mean? What does that mean? I've seen that so many times. What does that mean? Or is, what is it referring to? Well, that's a good question. So let's start there. You know, what is an outdoor audio system? And I'm a big fan of history, and, and I think if we understand where we came from, it's easy to understand where we're going. Um, so I'm going to talk about the history of outdoor audio systems and the formats and how that's uh, altered the course of, of outdoor audio. Uh, and there may be some surprises here, and I should throw some questions out just to see if I can catch some of you experts out. But, uh, uh, but first of all, I'm going to say to me, what was the greatest outdoor audio system of all time? What really wowed me outdoors for the very, very first time? And it was this. This is the Grateful Dead's 1974 Wall of Sound. 
25,000 watts, all Macintosh amps, the first ever application wow. of a JBL line array system, which we're very common, you know, very common these days, but back then it was the first time I ever attempted to do anything That's like nuts. this. And who managed the sound? Who managed the power that got all this stuff working? Jim Furman of Furman yeah. Sound. So I was lucky enough to be at this concert in Santa Barbara in 1974, which again talks to my age way more than anything else. But I can attest that at half a mile away, it was crystal clear, almost no distortion. At a quarter mile, it didn't seem to get appreciably louder. It just was nice. Then you got right up to the stage and it just sounded clean and clear, and effortless and tons of bass. So that set the scene for me. Of course, it set my aspirations level rather high. Um, but uh, I thought I'd share that with you. But of course, this isn't what um, typically we think of as an outdoor audio system. Uh, so let's talk about what is uh, an outdoor audio system. It's going to be in your backyard, maybe on a deck, maybe on a balcony. It just depends on, uh, on what your home looks like and what the outdoor area looks like. But then I ask the question, when did you think the first outdoor audio system uh, ever existed? And, and you might think, well, probably the 90s when, when uh, Niles and Speakercraft and Sonance were, were doing their thing. Or was it earlier than that? I, I, I can tell you. These were the first outdoor audio systems. And the one on the left is from 1900. And from 1900 until 1954, when the one on the right was released, which was then the, world, the world's finest portable, according to their, <laughs> according to their, what they believed. But that was outdoor audio. These were mechanical right. devices. You wound them up, didn't need power. They played music. You could take them outdoors. That was an outdoor audio system. Okay, we're probably not thinking along those lines today, uh, but it does talk to, to some extent about how uh, the devices were driven by the format because the format was was uh, was the disc and that was the only way you could play it. Um, so let's talk about probably what we expect from a, from a modern day outdoor audio system. We, we might expect a wireless system. We might expect to be streaming music, uh, perhaps to multiple devices so that they can synchronize together and play the same thing. Um, and, and we might be thinking about products that, that run off batteries. And it wouldn't be nice if those products' batteries lasted, you know, weeks or even months. And, and are we there yet? Um, you know what? We've been there a while because it's the transistor radio. The transistor radio is wireless. It, streaming music comes to it. You can have multiple radios scattered around your backyard and they'll all receive music at exactly the same time. So, and it wasn't invented by Sonos. It was actually Marconi in, in around 1900 and by 1920, uh, radios were common. Although it wasn't until the 60s with the transistor radio that they got miniaturized and battery life improved. But from the 1960s onward, if you wanted outdoor music, what you did was you took your transistor radio outside and that was an outdoor audio system. Um, still not talking about, of course, what we really think of outdoor audio systems today and probably what, what the the attendees of this seminar are expecting to hear about. So, of course, portable radios evolved uh, over the years, and, and that's the I tracked the evolution of them. Um, Used to have one of those. Did you? A couple of them, yeah. Not quite that big, but right. definitely 70s, had. 80s, 90s, into the 2000s, oh, yeah. and the, the 
the evolution of the portable radio has ended up with Sonos or, or any of the MP3 players, quite frankly, because to, in my mind, um, that's all it is. Sonos is a portable radio with a different name, a different way of receiving the content. Uh, and is that a, a serious outdoor audio system? I, I don't think it is. We talk about them being defined by the format. So, you know, portable gramophones uh, followed by portable radios in the 1960s, cassettes came in in 60 and, and ran out in 2000 and CD players um, still around today, but really um, they, they lost traction to downloaded uh, digital music around 2012. Uh, MP3 players or digital music devices from, from 2012 to Really, you don't see them too much today because everybody's switched to a smartphone of some kind uh, for delivery of, of musical content. So what does that mean to the outdoor audio world? Well, first of all, I've got to make this statement. Outdoor audio system is not a portable device. It just isn't. I mean, okay, if it's the only way you can listen to music outdoors, fine, but you guys are all serious about audio. And, and what I love about what you're doing uh, with the station and, and, and the YouTube and all the people who are listening in. What I really love what you do is you're, you're creating a new generation of audiophiles, guys that are real serious about their music. Um, I fell in love with music in the 60s, listening to my transistor radio to pirate radio stations <laughs> out of yeah. Amsterdam and off the North Sea. AM, you know, I mean, the quality was not great, but the music was. Yeah. And, That's funny you say that because in... Um the 80s i fell in love with the music from the 60s so <laughs> <laughs> yeah age has an advantage occasionally uh i, I celebrate i was listening earlier and, and joe was saying how you know he's looking for the younger generation to carry on and and, and yep. carry the flag forward yep. and me, sure. me too my enthusiasm for this industry has never waned i love music i always will we just need to find more younger people that want to you know feel as as, as passionate about it as, as as we do and as all the other presenters have i've listened to a, a lot of the seminars and there's this great sense of passion about yeah. what we do and you guys have a platform now that's so phenomenal i love because uh, i'm not this generation i'm like last year's generation that's okay so you've, got, you you've, got, you've got that knowledge and experience, though, that, you know, that extends well beyond what we have, though. And so, I'm happy to talk forever about stuff that's that's gone on in the past. And, and I was listening to one of the guys talking earlier about it was the NAD guy, uh, you know, talking about the early days right, of yeah. acoustic. Yeah. Talking mm -hmm. about the early days of acoustic research and NAD yeah. and how those two systems matched together really well. Edgar Vilcher inventing the acoustic suspension speaker in 1954, the year I was born. Uh, the beginning of, of, of what I call modern uh, audiophile. Uh, anyway, moving on. Serious outdoor audio is not a portable device. I think it needs to be installed. It needs to be permanent. Uh, and, and above all else, it needs to be powerful. Um, this is a 90s uh, serious outdoor system in the sense that it, it had uh, eight sources, six zones, 30 watts per zone. Um, you could run uh, what were then probably the only kind of outdoor speakers, this kind of box speaker in a, in a, in a weatherproof enclosure, and you stuck it under the eaves, um, and you had volume controls to control the sound, and you had to walk inside the house with a keypad to change something. So not the most elegant. Uh, it actually came with two built-in tuners because tuners were the de facto source that people went to back then. Even though you could plug a CD player into it, uh, typically it was radio that people listened to. Um, so 
what happened in the in the two thousands? What was the development from that uh, that Nile system in in the nineties? Uh, just just different formats of speaker. Rock speakers uh, came in. Um, you could have speakers that were placed like a uh, look like a flower pot, or even our famous frog speakers, which we still sell to this day. So if you want a pair of frogs in your backyard that make music, uh, we we've got them. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, That's man. awesome. The frog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we used to have one that was a like a full size Alsatian dog. And, what? And speaker dog. was in his chest. Out. A dog. <laughs> And the speaker was in its chest. That's called a woofer could, right there. That's a woofer. Right, that's a woofer. <laughs> right, it's a woofer, right? Brilliant. No, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> but you could trip a sensor and set an audio file playing that made the dog bark. Ah, <laughs> great, great. It's an outdoor speaker and home protection. Brilliant, <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, we, and we still do things like bird boxes and anyway, all kinds of different stuff. Um, but so what were the challenges as we came into the 2010s? The rise of streaming services, smart devices as a source, IP synchronization issues because IP was never designed to, to deliver uh, music in, in data packets that were synchronized. Uh, there were limitations on Bluetooth, there still are, and, and Sonos became the kings. So if, if someone wanted a serious outdoor system uh, in the 2010s, uh, up until almost you know a year or two ago, um, you had a bunch of Sonos's in a rack, and each Sonos was its own source, and it connected to an amp, but that amp fed a matrix switch that, that ran speaker cables outside, and, and it was kind of clumsy. It, it's, uh, but that's because Sonos knew how to synchronize uh, music to multiple devices. But where are we today? There's been a lot of progress. Synchronization problems are mostly solved. Amazon Echo, PlayFi, LinkPlay, Star have joined Sonos. But now the apps typically provide control and they don't do the heavy lifting that, that was done if you use the device to actually stream the music from, from the phone itself. You always open yourself up to the vagaries of wireless and, and it, no one should ever do that. And it, the, the hard lifting should be done by a device that's connected to the internet, that's connected to the system. There's no wireless going on. By all means use, uh, in my opinion, by, always, by all means use uh, the control uh, that to access the, what you want to play, send the play commands, etc. Go next, etc. But it shouldn't be done in the phone or the smart device because uh, that's wireless, and wireless is not solid. Uh, Bluetooth 5.2 has a, a one-to-many option coming. Uh, that that might be interesting. You're still going to have range issues, I'm I'm sure, and some compression issues, uh, but that's coming. And what else have we seen? We've seen the rise of the outdoor subwoofer, and I think that's that's an important thing to talk about a little bit because when we talk about sound, um, and we talk about reproducing sound authentically, uh, realistically, perhaps as the as the artist truly intended, harking back to, to what the guy from Denon was saying, if if you know if the artist uh, was responsible for the music and worked with a team of guys in the studio to produce the final mix. That's how we wanted you to hear it. Full frequency with some deep bass, plenty of power, lots of dynamics, as close as possible to the artist's intent. When an outdoor environment, um, you need a lot of power and you're gonna need subwoofers. It's not enough to have a little portable device or even just a small pair of speakers. Uh, you're gonna need a subwoofer just to get the full range frequency response going. And, and the challenges of outdoor the environment is huge. 
Simon, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. When I when you guys asked to do the seminar, I was very interested in the outdoor subs because I saw some of those that you in that slide where you bury some of the subwoofers. And I don't know that people understand. Like you can you have subs that you can put out there. I mean, that's how does that even work? The port comes up and out. Yeah, it's like a ported enclosure subwoofer. The drive units are all buried in the unit that's, 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 that's in the ground uh, and the base comes out the port, which is why the ports tend to be quite big, quite wide. Um, the, the benefit of doing the in-ground subwoofer is you can imagine how much energy is lost through the cabinet, even a traditional right. subwoofer in your own room. If it vibrates at all, if, if mm -hmm. the cabinet moves at all, you're losing energy to something that isn't the sound you're trying to reproduce. It's wasted energy. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's always a distortion because it's coming from the cabinet, not from the drive unit. So it doesn't matter whether you're building a, a rail subwoofer or an SVS subwoofer, you, you need to build them as strong and as hard as you can. The benefit outdoors, if you can bury it in the ground, is the cabinet can't resonate. It's solid, it's in the ground. All you're gonna hear is what the drive unit's doing and it will produce a better base as a result. Now we make subwoofers that can be buried. We make some that can sit on a patio or we, and we make some that are sort of half and half. You can half bury them, at least root them in the ground so you stop some of the energy transference. I'm very yeah. curious to hear how outdoor subs sound. I've never, like a, a sub that's under the ground. I, how many of those can you set up too? As many as you want. <laughs> the entire backyard. Amplifier allow, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I would I would think the dirt around it would help kind of solidify the cabinet. Is that correct? It does. It stops yeah, the cabinet strengthen resonant. it, right? Yeah. yeah. It stops yeah. the cabinet from vibrating. I've had experience with um, the surface outdoor subwoofers. When I uh, DJed at the ski resort, they need these all-weather um, subwoofers. And they were these big white things. They almost look like, you know, baby stormtroopers. And, man, they were like 18-inch subwoofers. And they would just pump my goodness you know you could hear it from like halfway up the mountain is what some of my friends were saying they're like we well, can hear music like halfway up i was like oh crazy that's a so, good thing so how big yeah. do your uh in-ground subwoofers get is it like 12 inch 12 inch 10s and 12s okay. um and um <clears throat> we we have another one a 10 inch dual 10 inch that goes in a, in a speaker that looks like a rock Mm -hmm. uh, that, that, and that works real well. It's particularly good if you can get it slightly buried in the ground just so you can stop some of the movement. Mm -hmm. We have another one that sits on a patio that's not too, and it's a lower price point. And we have subwoofers for every different price point. Um, but the smaller ones that, that don't get buried in the ground, when they're played, they tend to move around. I mean, they just walk across the deck sure. <laughs> until they reach the end of the wire. and then they Or they hit your pool and they stop working. Michael. Yeah, you have a backyard, right? I do. I have an outdoor and, living area. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an outdoor uh, system? Or? system? I do. Do you, have, I do. do. you have outdoor subs, though. I don't have outdoor subs. I have outdoor clip what, speakers. What's yeah. going on? You have, yeah, you yeah, have no, four right. 18s in the in the home I, theater, I, but I the backyard is <laughs> the backyard is lacking. The lack like, backyard is lacking. It is. Get some. Get some in fix that. All right. Fix that. Let's check it out. I'll dig a hole what? in my backyard to try it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go. Go ahead. No. No. <laughs> no, no. So uh, let's look at just some of the, the technical issues. If we go back to that slide, uh, space is the final frontier. There's a little nod there to Star Trek fans, but um, it really is outdoors. There's there's no reflection for the sound. The sound you know isn't reinforced by being able to bounce off the ceiling or the floor or the walls. 
uh, of your home. It's essentially going to go off into space infinitely and will drop in sound pressure levels as you go. Every time you double the distance, you lose 3 dB. That's just physics. Um, so, okay, you might be on the back of the house and be able to reflect off the back of the house, and that's an advantage for sure. Um, but by the time you get out to the pool area and the, and the hot tub or the, or the fire pit or the barbecue, the chances are you're not getting any kind of help from any hard surface. So the only thing you can do is have more power. You just need more power. Hence the Grateful Dead's 25,000 watts in 74. They needed that much power to get clean, undistorted sound half a mile. Um, so think about power and other things to think about. A lot of power, a lot of subwoofers and multiple areas and a plan. Look at your yard, figure out where you spend time, figure out what are the most important areas to you, where you would enjoy listening to music uh, and plan to have sound in those areas. Let's look at uh, a couple of things about how that might look. Um, so this is a typical outdoor area in California. This is where I live now. Having moved from a small house in England, I moved to California. Of course, back in England, I knew nothing about outdoor audio because it rained all the time. And <laughs> I like that one. Oh, good. <laughs> best, best I could hope for was running outside, you know, turning the stake over and running back in again. <laughs> uh, but uh, so here's, a, here's, a, here's an outdoor area. Let's look at uh, how you would design uh, an audio system for this area. Uh, when you look at the picture, you can see perhaps three or four or maybe five areas where you might spend time. Uh, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a table where you might sit and have uh, dinner in the evening. There's a barbecue where you and a bunch of your friends might be hanging out, drinking beers, watching a brisket cook for 11 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lounge where you might be sitting in the sun, catching some rays. So there's three areas there possibly. In, in the foreground, there's a, there's a hot tub. And then in the middle, there's the pool. So how would you design an outdoor system uh, for this area. So I think the first thing you do is you get some speakers in the area uh, where the table is. And we show a single speaker and, and you can get uh, stereo input single speakers. My recommendation is if you are in a zone where you know where the, the seating position is, then always go stereo. It's just, it's going to sound better and you get more information. And here you're going to be sitting at a table. So you'd put a pair of stereo speakers on the wall uh, just under the eaves. And then you do the same again for the barbecue area, because oftentimes you're just out there barbecue and you may not be eating, maybe it's not quite, the weather's not quite nice enough, but you're out there and you wanna to listen to music, pair of stereo speakers above that zone too. And then finally, there's the seating area for, for the lounge. So that's a third zone. Why three zones and not just one speaker that you can play louder? Uh, so that you can, it's, it's just gonna be better whichever zone you're in and then you can turn off the ones you're not in, right? That's, right. That's the idea. And the main benefit, yeah. You were, you were also mentioned like a pair of speakers, but I'm seeing like a single speaker. Is that correct? There's a single speaker, and you can get what, what are called single stereo speakers. Gotcha. So they okay. have two tweeters. You gotcha. still run two speaker cables to them. Okay. And it gives you a broader sense of music because it has two speakers, one doing left, one doing right. But the, gotcha. but the bass mid-range drive unit is going to do both. Okay. And it's a good idea to have those speakers when there's no defined seating area. Sure. Uh, but if you have a defined sitting area, then go left and right when you can. Right. You're still running the same amount of cable, yeah. and, and the speaker's not going to cost you much more. So it's just, a, I, I sure. think, better way of doing it. Um, so here are three zones. And the, and the other reason why you, you do three zones and not one big zone is because your neighbors are going to appreciate it. 
So if, if someone's in the hot tub and they're trying to listen to a pair of speakers that are attached over here by the, by the back of the house, either the guy in the hot tub's not going to hear it or the people under, in, right by it are going to hear it too loud. So better to have multiple smaller systems than one big one. So where else would you put a zone of audio? So you have the three across the front. Now you've covered the deck perfectly well. You can play these all at a relatively low level and get and get good sound. If you're in the hot tub, bring in these, uh, these flower pot speakers and just create enough sound to give you the sound you need in, in the hot tub. And, and then if everybody's there, your entire family, all your friends, finally we're out of this crazy situation and we can actually celebrate and party yeah. again. Uh, and when that happens, um, get everything going. A pair of big rock speakers, bury a subwoofer right in the middle underneath Yeah, yeah. how many subs would you recommend in, in this situation here? Well, one minimum. And if you put one, use buy one of our 500 watt amplifiers, subwoofer amplifiers, buy one of the burial subs, stick it in there, and just make it just make it rock with these with the speakers that are uh, just in front of the swimming pool. But Simon, this is the Hi-Fi Summit. How many would you really recommend? <laughs> one for each zone. One, one free zone. That's what okay. I want to hear. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and you can. We have subwoofer amps that are 100 watts, 200 watts, all the way up to 500 watts. So you can have multiple subwoofers. In, and trust me, I in my last home, this home's kind of smaller. In my last home, I had a great outdoor area. I had multiple, I had four different audio zones. Everyone had a subwoofer. Now, when that system was turned on and played loud, it was unbelievable. It was, it was, yeah, it was like the dead in 74. <laughs> <laughs> now, Simon, do you make any that go in the swimming pool? We don't. Oh, we don't. Man. That's probably some issues with water. Oh, <laughs> well, be, well, here's, here's the thing. Awesome. <laughs> here's the thing. I have kicked an outdoor speaker into a pool by mistake. <laughs> And it was playing when it went in. And when I pulled it out, when I pulled it out with the speaker cord, it was still playing when it came Oh, wow. Out. There you go. So it's weatherproof, it's weatherproof. relatively. Yeah. yeah. No, Just don't leave it in there. Yeah. It has awesome. to be. Yeah. People have sprinklers and, and they're going to sure. cover the whole area. So these things have to resist that kind of level sure. of water. And they do. And they do. Um so for that system we just looked at, just a quick recap of this is kind of the, what you need in terms of equipment. You need a multi-channel amplifier, some volume controls to control the volume locally, subwoofer amplifier, uh, and we have a streaming music player that you could plug into it as well to give you all your music streaming. The streaming music player um, has a lot of different f features. It, it runs Spotify, Napster, Tidal. Uh, it, it, it runs off our own app. It's inexpensive and it's just a nice way to add some streaming solutions to your outdoor area with a dedicated product. So I throw that in there just, just, just so you know we do that as well. Yeah, throw it in there. And then there's all these different form factors now. There's pendant speakers that could hang off of a, uh, a patio cover. Uh, speakers that look cool. like, yeah, and they sound they say great, sound great. Speakers that can be either attached to the side of the house or a tree or, or on a stake going to the ground. They look like uplighters for, for an outdoor area, so they're mm -hmm. disguised. Nice. The, the traditional kind of uh, stick it on the side of the house type speaker. The frogs, mm -hmm. of course, can't, can't ignore those. Rocks. Them. Everybody needs some frogs. I love the frogs. I, and I could have filled this screen with all the other stuff that we do. You've got to check out, you've got to check out our website, man. It's, it's, it's fun. I even had a guy that used a set of speakers like those pendant lights. Just recently, I did a home theater tour of his setup, and he used those as Atmos speakers what? because he was able to hang them at – he had uneven ceiling, and so he was able to hang them at the same level. So just some ideas there for you guys that got vaulted ceilings. 
it gets it gets you out of trouble. <laughs> I mean, those sort of things get you out of trouble. Yeah, you can see a solution you didn't think existed, and you can apply Absolutely. it where the application demands. Um, but you know, that system was pretty big. Yeah. I mean, that, so let's go back. That Nile system in in the 1990s installed was probably a, a ten thousand dollar system. The system I just showed you is way less than half of that. It's mm -hmm. kind of a $2,000 to $3,000 system with all the speakers and the amps and everything else. Um, and, and part of that is because what we do at OSD, and if I'm going to just you know, blow our trumpet a little bit, we shorten the line between the factories in, in China and around the world and you, the customer. I mean, we're extremely lean, it's extremely low overhead. We have great relationship with factories. We buy and I know I worked for for Niles and Speakercraft, and I know what they were paying for their speakers. And, yeah. and I know what they were charging for them as well. And I can tell you there was some significant profit involved. Um, what I can tell you is we buy better than those brands, way better. And we transfer most of that better buying onto the, onto the end user. Our prices are pretty keen. Look at this. We make uh, a little outdoor audio system here with a with a streaming device, an amplifier, and a pair of speakers for two sixty nine retail. And if, it, it, and if that's still expensive, for 179 here's a little Bluetooth SAT subsystem with four satellites and a subwoofer, which oh. you could half bury in the ground mm -hmm. for 179 really? I mean, nice. we cover we cover every price point there is. And so there's no excuse not to have an outdoor audio sound system, none, except if you don't have an outdoor area. Simon, I just need that house. I need the house first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, way you, the way you guys are doing, you'll get there, because, man, Thank you're doing you. a great job. Um, okay. Happy to, to, to carry on talking about acoustics and, uh, yeah. and music and challenges and, and solutions. Uh, if there's any questions, I'm not sure that this was ever going to be the most popular of the, uh, of the seminars because it's, it's somewhat less of a serious topic than, than stereo and, and great sound indoors, but still. Well, I think hey, people, you know, people that having... are passionate about audio, I mean, they want to have good sound even outdoors, you know, like I myself, you know, my family spends time outside. We have a fire pit. My girls do. Um, they have cheerleading. And so they'll have all the cheerleaders over and they're on the back porch. I'm like, they're just practicing cranking yeah. up girls because you know, you, they're wanting to use like their little dinky iPhone. To, yeah. You'd you be know, like, so yo, daddy installed subs into yeah. the ground. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> yeah. We're going to shake, we're going to shake it up a little bit, you know? So it drives me crazy. Remember those little, like, with your phone and you've got this little thing that was shaped a bit like a horn. It was made of rubber and you stuck yeah. it over the end of your phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Simon, you know, I, I know what you're saying that it might not be the most popular because it's not talking about serious stuff. But to me, if you're in the audio, you're in the audio all Period. over the place, right? Period. In so the you car, might like headphones, in the shower, want, in, the, in the car, you want a good sound. Is that not audio? To me, I want good audio in my car also, right? Is it, is it you know, hi-fi? I think if you invest in it, you know, can you get your outdoor sound to sound good? You know, I'll tell you, actually, listening to music outside in the open, right? To me, that's... To have an awesome system outside is like a yeah. different experience. It feels yeah. different, right? Yeah. So, so, so let me tell you one of the biggest benefits. And, and they talked earlier, some of the other presenters, about what's the, and it was Mark from AIX Records. He said, what's the biggest improvement you can make to your system? And he said, it's the room. Treat the room. Right. Guess what happens when you go outdoors? You got no room. There's, there's no room to treat. Yeah, it's a huge step up. Yeah. You're not getting any of those reflections, those nulls, those cancellations. You just—it's like being in an anechoic chamber. Interesting, interesting point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, me, like, I have what do they do? 
when when you're trying to do a um if you don't have an access to an anechoic chamber they always say take your speakers outside and do like yeah. a ground plane measurement you know so it's almost always take your speakers outside and then measure them so right. that's kind of what you're already doing right <laughs> exactly Exactly, and it will sound good. And if you invest, and it doesn't have to be super expensive, we make some nice on wall speakers that go under the eaves, six and a half inch two way, that sound great. I mean, you'll get out there and you'll be playing music, and you'll think, "Wow, these things sound so good." How? Why? It's just the acoustics are so much better to start off with. So, so Simon, here's a question for you, from Robert. He says, uh, "I need two outdoor speakers from a backyard. I'll use my Zone Two from my Denon 3400." What OSD speakers would you recommend for an audio noob? <laughs> so what I recommend, Robert, you do is uh, go to one of our websites and, and we have an upload your plans section. And oh. Because I can't design a system for you, for your backyard, without knowing what it looks like, without knowing yeah. where you're going to sit, without knowing where the walls are, where the power is. I mean, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of different questions. Uh, but we have an upload your plan thing where you send your plans into us and we have a team of experts who can look at that plan and, and go back to you with recommendations. And honestly, what you're trying to do is, is exactly what a lot of people do. I've got AB on my receiver. I'm going to use B for my outdoor speakers. You run the cable, put a little volume control in line. Uh, it works great. Um, and it just, do you have a space for pendants? Do you want rocks that hide in the plants? Do you want a, do you want a frog in the shrubbery? I mean, two frogs. I'm going to link to it. And yeah, two so. subwoofers is what we need. Right. Um, right. Uh, brown note. Um, what, if you're the, listening, brown note, because I'm gonna I'm gonna link to okay. it. What's the website that you're referring to, Simon? I know you guys uh, have like 300. The website. outdoor speaker. Outdoor, yeah, outdoor, outdoor, outdoor speaker depot. Okay. Outdoor speaker depot.com. Wholehouseaudio.com. Uh, the two main ones, and, and OSDaudio.com is the third. Yeah, we we try to reach customers every which way we can, and, and we do a lot of business with Amazon. We do a lot of business direct from our websites. We have a lot of resources available to 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 enthusiasts who want to design their own things, but we also can help you design them. And we're happy to talk to people on the phone all day long because it's our passion. Yeah, yeah, I think you. I think you got a new T-shirt there. You know, add a frog <laughs> to your shrubbery. How do you get the best audio outside? Add a frog to your shrubbery. There it is, brown note. That's what it is, bro. It's a new T-shirt, and that's no croak. <laughs> oh, that was my point. I like you, Simon. Left awesome. <laughs> center, right frog. Another question for you, Simon. So, a little curious about the warranty. Uh, live right by the ocean and the saltwater beats the crap out of everything. So how does that yeah, work for the guys yeah, that live on the ocean? Does. No, and you're, you're challenged. Um, uh, He's I can't challenged say. in more ways than one. We <laughs> saw him dance last night. But here's, here's, here's a, this is a story from, uh, and we build, we build our speakers in the same factories as these other big brands, and I can tell you they're built to the same levels. Um, and I can tell you a story about my days at Niles. Um, in in uh, Ecuador, in, in Quayaquil on the coast in Ecuador, there's a broadwalk that runs along the ocean front for about a quarter of a mile. And on every lamppost, they have a pair, they have a speaker, they're not, an outdoor speaker, it's a Niles. Uh, and that system on the ocean by the equator worked every day, 12 hours a day for 10 years without losing a single speaker. So it's possible. Now you have to make take precautions. You kind of have to seal the terminals up with gunk and stuff because it, it, the sea 
Uh, yeah, do a number on them. The salt will, will kill just about anything, but these speakers work for 10 years without losing a single one. And we build our speakers to the same levels. Um, now, I, I can't tell you that their speakers are going to last forever in, in a salt water environment. It, it's challenging, it really is. Uh, so, um, but you need you need speakers out there. That's important. Just, just so, what, did you mention the warranty? Like how long that is? Oh, typically we warrant for five years. Okay. Uh, some of our products uh, a lifetime. Okay. Uh, it depends what level you buy in at and, okay. and what price you're prepared to pay. A lifetime warranty on an outdoor speaker is something we give. Uh, and and honestly, in ten years' time, if the speakers fail, we'll replace them. Nice. So that's like kind of like an extended warranty, maybe. No, it's, or is, it's, or is it's, it based it's, on the product? It's based on the product and by range. We have a range called OSD Black. It's our premium range, and our OSD Black uh, products come with a lifetime warranty. Gotcha. And you make yeah, outdoor speakers in the OSD Black. Yeah, I saw that you guys are starting to get into the home theater. You had an uh, amplifier that was really popular. You guys sold out of it, that five-channel uh, OSD Black uh, amplifier yeah, I, that everybody seemed to want. Ike yeah. in the chat has one. He says, enjoy my five-channel OSD amp. Yeah. Um, um, here, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah we, 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 as I said earlier, as a, as a company, what we try to do is deliver great value. We, 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 you know, we source good products. We use good engineering, good technology, uh, whether it's AB for amplifiers or D-Class. Uh, we're always looking for the best technology and, and we're trying to bring it to the, to the consumers at the lowest possible price. We can do that because actually we're, we're, we're pretty big. I mean, it's a small company. We, we do a ton of business. We're, we're buying a lot from those factories. Yeah, we have containers go. coming in all the time. Let's so, go ahead. Sorry. No. So, um, so we can bring what is is an extremely good value for money product to the market at, at a great price, and and based on good technology, good good design, good architecture. Got some great giveaways here. You have this. you have the most giveaways. Yeah, I believe. So, how many? A bunch of these. <laughs> Three of these Travocha 12 subwoofers, three Nero 2 base 10 subwoofers. So make sure to enter these. Five of the Nero's, uh, 10 of these streaming receivers. Yeah. 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 2.1 systems. Yeah. This yeah. is crazy. And also, um, uh, let's see here. Dave also wanted me to mention that there's some there are some specials uh, cool. during the Wi-Fi Summit. To pick stuff up, I don't have it up on here, but I'll, I can tell you right now. So the Travocha 12, normally it's six ninety nine. Um, they have it for three ninety nine right now. Oh my goodness! Woo! Check it out. Travocha 10 from five ninety nine. Like, so Life of Bliss, you're right there. So you know what this was originally priced at. These are three ninety nine right now, yeah. and then the Studio Five speakers from one forty nine down to fifty nine bucks a pair. So very very affordable, and they're just they're going all out. Simon's thinking, man, I just got here on the job and and now I won't have a job because we're like giving our speakers away, man. Yeah, the more people that get exposed to our stuff, the more people yeah. are going to buy it. That's just yeah. the, the, the way it it's is. That Travoche right? 12, triple 12 inch drive units, one active, two passive. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe, you've looked at these and 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 I, and I saw your comments. You know, we tuned that thing for maximum output around. I four, can tell. I can see. You see it 100 Right, and you yeah. Um, the, the new ones with DSP, you can tune them yourself so that you get more extension. Um, yeah. and I always say two subwoofers are better than one, tune one Absolutely. for maximum power, the second one for maximum extension. There you and go. Yeah. At yes, a 399, you can afford two of them. I have this right here, 
the nice. narrow stream. I need to check all these out, but you guys know that I'm kind of busy doing this. You guys are crazy for even trying to do this. Do you understand just how difficult this is? This is crazy. Uh, this is a piece of cake. Yeah. Piece of cake. <laughs> easy peasy. Butter steezy. No. Hey, this, no. is, this is how we roll right here. We just got this snacks. Is, yeah, no, I, I started drinking whiskey snacks. already. My wife brought me dinner, you know? Yeah. While I, ate, I ate lunch right next to me. Um, there's a couple of questions here, Simon, yeah, if, if you don't mind. Too. Boy Genius asks, how are the in-ground subs connected? Where and how are the connections protected from moisture? There you go. So um, they're connected by regular speaker cables. The amps are not in the subwoofers. The amps are located uh, with the rest of your equipment. It, it, a typical uh, home subwoofer, you have an amp panel, very short speaker cable connecting the drive unit. All we're doing is extending that speaker cable all the way out to the subwoofer that's buried in, in your yard. Um, and the connectors, you get, you get moisture resistant connectors. I always suggest, you know, putting a little bit more protection on them uh, just to make sure that no water can get in. Uh, but it's pretty well known that if you have a sprinkler system outdoors, you've got connectors that are connecting the sprinklers to the power. Mm. Um, and again, it, when it comes to designing an outdoor audio system, you, you need to call us and talk through what your particular circumstance looks like cool. because I, we, we don't know. Yeah. So I can't tell you without seeing the plan. There's another great yeah. question for you. Outdoor volume control is horrible. Keeps clipping the amp. What do you recommend? You've chosen the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, get so it, out of your products, what do you recommend? They come in 20-watt, 50-watt, 100-watt versions, and you need a transformer-based one, and you choose a 100-watt one if you're putting you know, 100 watts or, or, or so through it. If you put in, if you've got a 20-watt one and you've got a 100-watt amplifier and it's not transformer-based and you're not balancing the impedances, Oh, and mm. all kinds of problems all kinds of things can go wrong they Just, have it hooked they have it hooked up wrong and it's hey, overdriving you, that amplifier right can you tell me about these simon <laughs> we you know love these yeah you i know do what this is? i do that's this? an iron cable yeah we we make those things that's an interconnect huh? maybe a subwoofer one it looks like a single subwoofer yeah there's a sub and look at this what is that what's look, look a snake. Yeah, it's a snake looks good it looks good with our gold sponsor and then, <laughs> yes. and was it Mark Waldrop said, you know, $10,000 for a power cord? We, we, we don't have $10,000 power cords. We don't. But we do have some nice uh, quality interconnects and speaker cables that don't cost a ton of money. Uh, the will make cool. a difference. And I'm not going to be the one to tell you better or worse. It will make a difference. And that's the what Joe's going to do. The same way as uh, Mark talked about. The, box, the whole unboxing was like unboxing an iPhone. A little presentation uh, there. there. It was like some cables. I'm like, this is cool. First impressions. It. First impressions, man. I get it. I get it. So these are going to be uh, relatively affordable compared to other yeah. brands. Uh, yeah, I don't know which ones they are. You had in your hand. Uh, I could figure yeah. out maybe if maybe if uh, if Tim's on the phone, he recognized them um, and could tell you which ones they are. But uh, all of our stuff is is good, and none of it's terribly expensive. Apart from our eleven channel, three hundred eighty watt per channel X eleven. Amplifier. Oh, that's, that's the that one. Uh, has. Yeah. He has that he's giant chat with it. That's insane. Yeah, it's... he said it. He said he's gonna send you a bill for that. You know, his chiropractor. Uh, we, we, to... we, make, we make people sign a waiver before they bring them. <laughs> Not our responsibility. Two hundred thirteen. Bring that up real quick, just so people know what we're even talking about, right? We're, we're talking eleven channels. Show them what. Show them what these guys make. 
ridiculous output. They, they're laughing about the frogs right now. They're laughing about the frogs. Let's show them what's up. This is what you, you power want, the frogs with. If you're curious to see what that what that subwoofer looks yeah, like, especially on the inside, go to Life of Bliss on YouTube. He's got several great videos on it. He actually opened it up. You see the guts. You see the insides. You see the quality of components it's composed of. So. So it's 11 discrete channels. No, that's not it. I'm nah, that ain't yeah. it, man. Come no, that's, on. That's you got to go to OSD Black. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to find it, man. Give me a chance. <laughs> He's like, give me a I'm trying to look for it, too. Right yeah. here. You got to go to OSD Black. Here we go. Website. Hold on. Here we go. Hold on. Watch this. Let me Boom. see here. Let me see here. You got to pull up this video here. and just play it. I'm here just going to pull it up. Yeah. There you go. I found it as well, if you haven't. All right, so 230-pound amplifier. It's a video clip. There it goes. Hold on. This thing right here. Kyle, Mutton Chops Bliss. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the size of a small refrigerator. Yeah, I'll show you the insides here, and you can see, like, incre even just the side panels, they're very, very thick. Are they made of, um, like, steel? Or not? maybe not steel. There, there's the back. This is what I want super, to see. Super thick. Look at that. Man, that's a monster. <laughs> it is a monster. It's a monster. Balanced and, and yeah. RCA's in. Modular. 380 watts times 11. Okay. Uh, yeah. And It'll you, need do. Two, you need two power cords and two separate 20 amp circuits. Yeah. Because just that's do the math. It's physics, lot. right? If you get yeah. that amount of power, you can't sure. get that much. You should have two dedicated 20 amp circuits. I'll get those. So I got another question for you here from Robert. Says so. If I dig a hole in my um, for my sub, how can I ensure that like worms and bugs don't get up in there and steal my base? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what worms will go for. Well, they yes, will, yeah. and they they're, like, they're going for base. I would, I would think they would run and move. I would think they would move territory. Like they'd go to my neighbor's house. They'd be like, "I ain't living here, man. This is crazy junk." Ugly bug ball. Uh, so. The, the the thing is completely sealed, and when you come up the tube where the cap is on top, on the inside of that is uh, is a um, what do they call that? Like a filter, kind of. Like a filter, like a yeah, just a perforated thing that bugs can't get in because if they can, they will, and they'll nest, and they, even, sure. they might even dig the base. But uh, <laughs> no, we, we we don't allow them in. Let's turn it up. That's how you keep it out. Blast them out again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep the music on. <laughs> cool. Very okay, cool. So Lifeless does say he thinks it is a steel chassis on that because he said it, he said in a video he's like this thing is really heavy even just the side panels of that so definitely very very well built. Now on 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 the curve of our products that thing is just so far out there you know almost everything we do is more value oriented and this is value oriented but it's still expensive because we've just kind of just to demonstrate what we could do. Uh, Dave went out and, and commissioned this amplifier to be built with no no compromises whatsoever. Because uh, Dave is crazy. I know you're watching, Dave. I like crazy. Dave because he's a little bit crazy. Yes, I is. like that. We get along because I'm a little bit crazy too. And I love him because he hires on experience and, and not on looks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave's fun, man. We've had some good chats with him. Yeah. <laughs> good dude. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Anything else that you guys want to talk about here? Because, Simon, I don't want to keep you too long, and uh, I want to make sure to answer as many questions as we can from the chat here. 
No, if there's more questions, happy to answer them. Otherwise, um, you can reach me at the company. You can go online and up plans and send emails and be in touch with us every which way. Uh, and we're happy to work with you on whatever system it is you've got going because we you just want to make people have better access to music and, 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 and so they can enjoy their lives more. That's it. It's all about music. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are good at responding to emails too. So that's just something that I noticed. Email you, you get a, a response back very quickly. So, so how long has OSD been in? Like, when did that that company start? About twenty years. It's it's not it's not that young. It's, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's no, we, we've been building, and and uh, the last great boom we had was just after the big recession in 06, 07. Our sales mm -hmm. went through the roof because um, people gravitated towards lower cost products. And um, uh, iron, ironically, today with what's going on. Um, more people being stuck at home and, and looking at improving their entertainment systems. We're going through another great period of sales. I mean, we've hit record months every month this year. It's, it makes no sense whatsoever, but it's, it's, it's good. All right. I guess there, the, one of the questions here is, uh, this is a good question is Ike is saying, how does it, how do they get the, the show? Oh, this one. How do we order at Summit Pricing? Yeah, because uh, Dave does have a link here to the Travoce 12. Um, and I'm not sure. Maybe just shoot an email over there. Shoot shoot an email to these guys. Hey, we want the Hi-Fi Summit. Yeah, just say, well, I want the Hi-Fi Summit Pricing. That's right. Okay. I knew, I knew we had a voucher done, but I'm not sure where to find a picture of it or how to send yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the email out. here, but it just basically says, um, yeah, Dave's. Oh, there it is. Coupon code Joe and Tell. There you go. Joe, Joe and Tell. Let me. I'll put it here. So here we go. So Coupon during code, checkout. Cool. Code is Joe and Tell. And so what if you don't that know that that's my that's my channel. And what is that YouTube. good for, Joe? Um. Ooh. Well, it brings those prices for the Travocha twelve from six ninety nine to three ninety nine, okay. and the the ten from five ninety nine to two ninety nine, and the the Studio five. Uh, Nero Studio Five speakers, one forty nine to fifty nine a pair. So there you go. That's how you get the show special. Nice, nice. You can buy two of those subs. At those prices, you can buy two. Buy four. Even more of the here, man. And you know what? I would say I'm gonna. So I do owe you guys a review of the Travoce Twelve sub. And so at this price, this is a crazy price. Um, I would say um, go pick up. One of those, what is it? There's like a little DSP for, for subs that you can get on uh, Parts Express, mm -hmm. and it runs iWoofer. Get, get one of those <laughs> if you're going to pick up that sub, and then you can, you know, you can tweak it however you want. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> oh, goodness, man. <laughs> this, this is the crew that, we, this is that, the crew is that we work with right here. Yeah. Right. Always busting our chops. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, I apologize. I apologize. You got the. You're the last one to to speak. So this is the, this is the real us. At the beginning, we're like you know real professional, and now yeah. it's, hey, 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 I don't I'm know if we I'm, ever were real professional. Yeah, and I'm not that professional. So I'm glad you 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 you're on the same level as me, guys. It's perfect. Um, and and you're more than halfway through the whole event. Congratulations. You're, this is this is the downslope now. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Well, different. We have any more uh, scheduled for tomorrow? I don't think so. No. So I think we're just gonna we're just gonna, gonna party do, tonight. We're gonna do after party tonight, and that's the That'll end of the seminars. 
we'll just do after party and tomorrow we have something else planned because we don't have seminars planned we did have it open for tuesday but i guess nobody wanted to do tuesday yeah it doesn't sound like the hottest day so you, you saved know. the best till last yeah well, appreciate that too. so <laughs> i figure if it's you know people are like friday saturday sunday that all sounds good maybe monday okay but tuesday who what who does something on tuesday yes Joe, to answer a previous question you asked at an earlier seminar, it's already Monday, already Tuesday in Australia and New Zealand. There it is. There it is. Yeah, great, great info, Simon. Um, yes, that is correct. The Dayton DSP LF is the one that I'm talking about. It's it's less than a hundred bucks, and you can DSP your subs. So, awesome. And I think uh, on iOS you can use the phone as the calibrated mic, calibrated mic, right? Um, so definitely do that um well, oh yeah so what i was gonna say is because we don't have something going on tomorrow as far as seminars somebody recommended who was it in there um somebody recommended that we I forget a q a like 10 and uh, max it out at 10 minutes a person yeah well we're what we're gonna do is let me try to find out so i can give a, a proper shout out to the person who came up with the idea suggestion but basically it's that uh all of attendees should give 10 minutes and show their system. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh. cool. And what, what they have set up, their thought process, and so we can yeah. highlight each other's systems. Nice. What do you guys think? Is that going to be in the video chat? Hi-Fi Turtle. Hi-Fi yeah. Turtle. Turtle, yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so it'll be in the private video chat. Another Just benefit of being an attendee at the Hi-Fi Summit. Well, I like that. For years, all I've done is attend these shows and put on my own little demonstration, and people have trekked across the country to, to see what I think is the best we can do. And now we get a chance to see what the people at the other end are doing. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, real yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this is cool because we have people from all over the world. Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia. We got we got all kinds of people from India. Australia. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Not Brazil. He was. He's Peru. living in the States. No, um, remember he told you to uh, to travel over there. You're like, man, that's a long way for a receiver. Oh yeah, uh, gosh, it was I India. India, India, was it? Yeah, it was on the last one. A guy from India was talking about some NAD uh, product. Yeah, he was like, come over here, Chana. Yeah, yeah right. Like, man, you're like, man, that's a long way to go for a receiver. <laughs> for a receiver, yeah. I forgot Simon, what country. Uh, this was very cool, Simon. I appreciate your time. Hey, no, you're welcome. Uh, anytime, any anytime you guys want to talk about audio and the history and any of that kind of stuff, I'm I'm available. And if you want to talk about high-end home theaters and and how they work and what makes them different and better, then give me a call. So definitely, I know we talked a lot about um, outdoor stuff, but like uh, we shared a little bit earlier, OSD's got a lot of different great products in the home theater space, two-channel space. So definitely check those out at OSDAudio.com. Outdoor Speaker Depot and WholeHouseAudio.com. Okay, WholeHouseAudio.com. Cool. Very, very excited because I know you guys have a lot of new stuff coming in from OSD Black, so I'm excited to see where you guys are going with that. And I have some input, so I'm glad that you guys listened to some of the input that I have. And I'm excited. You're you're in SoCal, so we're on the SoCal time. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost 5 o'clock, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to get to that after party. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, Simon, it was awesome uh, talking to you, man. Great meeting you. Um, and this was great. This Thank was great. you. I appreciate you providing the platform. It's unbelievable.
That's great to hear. That's Thanks, great Simon. to hear. All right. Oh, thank you. Tell me you want to send us off? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen and gentlemen, whatever we've got going on here, it is the Hi-Fi Summit Day 4 closing down on the seminars. And um, if you're a part of the you know attendees, definitely jump into the video chat. And we'll see you, I guess, at the after party oh, in one yeah. hour, 5 p.m. I'm going to be bumping some house music. I got to fog right. up this room again and you know, uh, you know, drink a little more Joe, whiskey. So, Joe, are we having another dance off in We're the private chat? I'll, I'll battle anybody. All right, guys. So you heard it. So in the Hi-Fi Summit video chat, dance off with Joe and Tell. I'm battling. What, 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 what's the winner going to get? No. Can we can we give the ticket the next next quarter? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Simon, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Bye for now. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye bye. Bye.